Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, your place for church and technology. It's time for church tech. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Mbofu. Last month, or it's almost been two months now, uh, I was back in March. There we go. I'll just say the month instead of how long since we don't know when this podcast will air. Back in March, I went to the uh, N10 conference uh, in Portland. It's a non, non-profit technology conference. And there's one thing that, that I noticed. And... Um, to, to set the stage a little bit, the nonprofits that would attended N10, it was a really nice, diverse group. Like you had organizations in, in all the different ways that you could imagine that it was diverse. It was diverse. But this particular aspect of how it was diverse had to do with the organizational side. So you had some some that were there that they were the tech team, the marketing team. They were the everything team. They were the only employee of the nonprofit, practically, you know, um, or you had organizations that dealt with millions of dollars a year that had huge, you know, huge staff. So you're talking about a wide gamut of nonprofit organizations. So it was interesting to see kind of the different pain, pain the different pain points, as well as the similar pain points that all of the nonprofits, no matter their economic status, their donation status, or their support status, the similarities. But one thing that I noticed, and it came up. I don't want to say often. It came up at least once or twice in any given session that I attended, keeping in mind that the sessions that I either attended or spoke at uh, or participated in a panel um, were focused more in the you know web tech kind of areas. So I can't speak to all the different areas. Um, the one thing that, that I noticed is with the, the moniker of free. When you talked about features or tools Free was something that seemed to get everyone's attention, um, which you would say, well, that's a no-brainer, Eric. I mean, you're talking about nonprofits. They always have money money troubles or difficulties, or that's always attention. But the truth of the matter is, from somebody that has worked both in the nonprofit and for-profit fields, is that every organization, for-profit or nonprofit, has the tension of how you spend your funding. Okay, That is not just a unique situation for nonprofit organizations. That's a little bit... A controversial statement to make, but it's the truth of the matter. Ask any bootstrap company. Um, but what what was a little bit worrisome with me, or something that I maybe I struggle with, and maybe we can talk it out. And I'd love to hear your guys' thought on this. Is that in instances where a product is free or a service is free, just generally speaking, the specifics don't really matter. Having that service or that product for free, like any kind of quality or boost that that thing can bring you is a win. It's moving forward, right? Because it's free. It's not quote unquote costing your organization anything. And it's moving, moving the goalpost, you know, it's getting you closer to the, to the goalpost, whatever that goal may be. And, uh, it might be minimal, right? Might be not as big as money spent, but you're still moving forward at the same time. Uh, I kind of felt like, gosh, you know, you get what you pay for. So if you're going to do this, do this, right? You know, if you're going to invest to grow your donor base or raise awareness, don't be cheap about it, you know, invest in it. So it was like kind of this tension that I had, uh, even within myself. Um, I think my, my conclusion, well, I won't get to you my conclusion. I want to hear what you guys think about it now that I've monologued for five minutes. I would so I, yeah. I think that there's two pieces to this. I think that there is the um, very easy argument of you, you, what you pay for. Uh, that's a very simple conversation to have 
But then there's also the standpoint of making sure that you're doing right by your money piece of things. And I have no issue with trying to make sure that you are um, recognizing that you get what you pay for. But I also wonder if sometimes we spend money when we don't necessarily need to. I'm experiencing this a little bit with um, my blogging stuff because I would love to have email. I would love to have um, it all set up. And in fact, as you know, Eric, I have been doing a bit of a work with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, But I didn't pay someone to do it. I asked you for help um, and you offered it for free. And I think that had I tried to go about it myself, it would have taken a lot longer, um, which is okay, but it just would have taken a lot longer. And I have to recognize that's the case. Um, So I would say there's a little bit of limits with that of um, knowing what you get, what you pay for. Because what I think what I got, I paid for from Eric, it was more than if I would have paid for it myself. Hmm. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. That's that's, yeah, that's true. Um, I, I think sometimes there is sometimes, it's, it's easy to, in any organization, especially nonprofit, to kind of split up your costs into two silos. You have the volunteer silo, and then you have the funding silo, right? And I think it's then easy to get the mentality that the people silo, the volunteer silo, feels in some regards more, feels like there's less limits on that than there are funding-wise. Um, I think that's an easy thing to have, and it's easy to, to draw from you know, which, whichever, whichever you have more, you know, whichever you have more in the tank. Um, and it's easy to feel like, well, we have volunteers, they can do it. That way it won't cost us. Uh, we don't have to get approval for that, etc. However, I think that it's healthier as a nonprofit organization or even an organization in that way. I, I guess for a for-profit, those people are usually employees and they have a cost associated with them as well. And I think that that is where nonprofits can really do themselves a favor in Think of it as one silo, right? Your your funding and your volunteers are the same, the same silo, and you need to look at your your net win. So if it if if getting something like buffer, for example, like that's just a random example, is ten bucks a month, right? And it's going to save that volunteer lots of time, energy, lead from burnout, etc. Then that is really cheap labor, ten dollars a month. So make the investment and get buffer, right? So um, you know if you're a, if you're a, a for-profit business, then that person's hourly is worth something. And I think those decisions are a little bit easier to make and a little bit easier to ignore. In all honesty, with a nonprofit organization or church or whatever it may be, and I think if you think of it as one silo of volunteers and funding that you can make better choices, not just automatically gravitate to free, even though a lot of times free is great and is it still moves you forward. You have to count all the costs when you think of these. So things. you're basically saying uh, if I got you as a volunteer, I need to make sure I count the cost of what it would have been to have paid for you into the fact that I did it. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, because there's the human cost. Are you making a joke, Jeremy? Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, 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 like there, no there is a human. I, I make yeah, there, there's, a, there's a human cost that's easy. It's kind of like, uh, what is it, Seth Godin, who says your cheapest, your cheapest employee or your cheapest labor is yourself, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why a lot of people who are doing a side hustle or entrepreneurs do things themselves. And it takes them three times as long. But they look at their time as like it doesn't cost them, so they're saving money. Um, I think it's easy to do that with volunteers, and I think that 
that if if we lean on that or we don't c- consider that human cost, that you can burn out your volunteer base. It's the thing that comes to mind for me is is not the availability of if, of the volunteer or the lack of cost. It's the quality of what you're getting, regardless of the price tag that's on it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And that, you know, I think that that's the contrast, you know, my volunteer example, I think points more towards service, service things or time or labor. What you're pointing to, I feel like blessing is let's say for like a website, you want a CDN, you're like, well, this CDN is free. Well, you know, there are free CDNs and there's paid CDNs and there's all kinds of different types of CDNs. Um, and there's all kinds of different web hosts and there's a lot of different solutions, right? So like a free SSL certificate from Let's Encrypt is, is, is going to serve you just as well as one that you have to pay for as a nonprofit organization. You're, you're, you're going to be fine. You're not going to get the ROI on a $100 a year or $50, depends on whether or not you do wildcard SSL. But when you're talking about the web server and you're talking about speed, that begins to really hit on your on your SERPs, you know, your, your Google search results, the loading of a page, users who are tired of the page loading, so they skip and they go to the next church search result or nonprofit organization search results. So that begins to have costs that are really hard to calculate. So I really think that, you know, um, you know, like you're saying, you have to you have to quantify it all. You have to really weigh the quality and and, and everything else. Well, and there can yeah. always There's be price like, and there's cost. Right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, it's also good to recognize the difference between the tag and what it actually costs. Um, it's uh, you know, um, it's you know, something can be a hundred dollars, but it costs you, um, it costs you, it could cost you more than that, or something could be free but costs you more than a $100 price tag that it might be elsewhere at a different time. I think the trick or the, the trick is recognizing where the cost is going to come in um, out the gate, uh, you know, especially with some of the free stuff, you know, uh, you know, teasing, one of the worst lies that we tell every day um, is I have read, understood, and agreed to these conditions. Um, <laughs> we tell this lie like every single day um, because who's got time to read like, you know, 30 pages of fine print? And who um, honestly agrees with the stuff that we even say? Like, I know all the stuff that's on Apple. I don't agree yeah. with it. I know all the stuff on Android. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it. Yeah. And I still use those yeah. things. And you just and you just will agree because you need the service, right? And there's really nothing to that caliber that's out there. Exactly. You know, I mean, nothing. I mean, Apple is way better than Android, um, but um, that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, I remember it was a couple of years ago, Jeremy. Um, uh, Phil's Phil's church had had used hosting that was. It was highly economical hosting, and they got a virus, and it was it was Phil who was left dealing with it for hours on end to try to resolve it, and ultimately the 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 best way forward was for there to be preventative measure, which was to have a better host who have spent more per month. That that even twenty dollars a month, he could have spent a whole twenty dollars more a month on hosting. And uh, it, it would have paid. It would have paid back in spades. First of all, he would have never got the virus. 
All right. And second of all, when he contacted support, he would have gotten help. Right. And so a lot of times we and that's something to think that's kind of an interesting flip side of this coin is that if you are paying for a service, especially a quality service, um, don't let yourself get too wrapped up in the problem. Like go to their support. Right. You're paying. That's what you're paying for. If you're paying for a nicer service of something, more than likely you're what you're really paying for is better support. So use that to your advantage. I will say that I think that there is a fine line between I think that we talked about the there. Nothing is free, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it's a easy conversation. I don't think it's a simple conversation because I would Absolutely. say that not everything can be calculated as a cost, like you said, and even more so, in fact, that's spending the time calculating the cost in and of itself is wasted money that can be losing out. And so I would say that probably the best way, and there's some research actually behind this for people that are entrepreneurs. Don't ask me where, because um, it's been a while since I've looked. I won't hold you to it, Jeremy, but it's a bell curve. It's a bell curve of, Oh, that's good. Of too little and not thinking everything is free or only picking stuff that's free. Um, or pushing for the lowest cost is going to cost your business so much money and trying to calculate every single cost and all the costs um, is going to get you in ton of trouble as well. But I don't think that it's like straight in the middle. I think that a lot of times we think we're doing a lot. And in fact, we're maybe doing a little bit or some, and we probably could be pushing ourselves to look at it in much, much more, especially when we realize that we're doing a lot of the stuff, like you said, when it might be more efficient for us to hire someone for $10 an hour that's going to do that secretarial work that's um, online uh, processing for us as opposed to um, everything else that goes with that. The the best case example, I did my own taxes for four years in a row. Um, The stress that came with it, the ability to say that I was doing it right was really, really hard. And this year I paid for someone to do my taxes and I worried about the fact that I was doing it right in the first place. And so making sure they were getting enough money, um, uh, receipts and everything else, there was still stress there, but I was, um, not having to worry about the stress of that. It was correct. And I think that that piece of it was there. Yeah, that that's really good. I'm I'm glad that you 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 said that, Jeremy. I mean, I think it's easy for us to get really formulaic or a one size fits all. And the truth of the matter is, is that there's a lot of variables with services and software and everything. There, there's so many variables, and um, also under analyzing or over analyzing. It really it's intricate, and like you like you pointed out, it's all about some balance. I just had a flashback. Um, uh, for, to, for, to a conversation that I had earlier, um, you know, I, I had earlier in the week at the office, and um, someone someone kept saying, "You know what? It's all about balance." <laughs> and I say, "Well, <laughs> tell me what you think before you tell me about you know." I mean, <laughs> at least that wasn't like your go to, and and you'd actually quite thought, "Sorry about that." Um, <laughs> yeah i know it's it's a little bit anticlimactic right to be like well it's all about balance man i really wanted a binary answer don't tell me this middle of the road stuff but <laughs> yeah no, no, but that's 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 the reality of it um mm-hmm. it's it's that, right you, you need to factor in all those things but at the same time like i've been I mean, we, I think we might have had similar discussions before but my um like in the back channel um but one of the things I'm just thinking about again is 
I remember what it was like, um, and you know where I've helped with some, where I've helped some nonprofits. Like you know, they literally had no money at some point. You know, just barely trying to barely keeping the lights on, and um, and in some ways they just were stuck. Uh, you know, it's it's either they had something for free or they didn't have it at all. Um, you know, hmm. yeah. So I mean, I can hear. Sorry, I, I don't know if I'm not taking the conversation back, but it's just just this thought still lingers for me. Like I just had moments of thinking about some nonprofits I've helped or, or volunteered at, where people have basically had nothing at some point and and uh then free comes along and unfortunately it's available then um on the one hand i'm thinking that's not a good idea on the other hand it's well that's all i can do right now um you know. and, and and if if it's if it's going to be a net win then i think then it's obvious that you go for the win you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's because yeah. it, it just it, it it highly varies from organization to organization, situation, goals. Um, that's why it's so important to you know understand your goals as an organization, the direction you're going, what you're trying to accomplish, etc. So that you really can mm. you know leaning on yeah. those fundamentals, be able to make those decisions one by mm. one as, as they come mm. before you. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. So it's it's you do have to think very carefully um, mm-hmm. and and sometimes don't just think about the price think about the cost send us an email subscribe and search for previous episodes of the church mag podcast by visiting church mag online you'll find a link on our main menu go to churchm.ag that's church mag And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message and be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 